What's happening? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, coming to you today to talk about how to transmute your sexual energy and why it's important. And this is one of the most important videos that I've ever done and will ever do. So this is a two-part series. In part one, I'm going to tell you the problem with ejaculation, the transmutation solution, what you'll notice, and the levels of ejaculation. And then in part two, I'm going to get to uh, porn, how to do energy work, as well as my experience. You might have heard a little bit about this if you've read Napoleon Hill. You might have heard about it if you've watched my videos on Tantric and Caretza sex. But I wanted to give you something more in depth. Okay, so what you need to understand is that sexual energy is life energy. Outside of our primary purpose, you know, survival, our next purpose designed by our creator is replication or to carry on the species. That is why the energy in your ejaculation is the most powerful concentrated energy that you have, okay? One ejaculation has 200 to 500 million sperm in it, literally enough to father an entire continent. Um, your, your sexual energy is your life force or chi or whatever you wanna call it, your libido, your vital energy, if you don't believe me, try jerking off three times and then going to the gym and trying to hit your personal best. I would guarantee that you won't even be able to lift 80% of your max, especially if you're my age, which is 35, or even just in your mid-20s, okay? My sexual peak was at 14, where, you know, a, a, a hard bump on the subway would get my dick hard. But those, your energy levels consistently decline to where the older you get, the more each ejaculation takes its toll. All right, so that's an important thing to understand. The problem with ejaculation is this. Think of your energy like a car battery. When you ejaculate all the time, you're constantly draining that car battery. When you're young, you can get away with this, uh, but the older you get, every ejaculation takes its toll, and it's a problem on many levels. Not only does it drain your energy, but it destroys your mood, okay? The height of sexual pleasure comes with a major boost in your key neurotransmitters. You get your dopamine, serotonin, uh, GABA levels are up, adrenaline's up, norepinephrine's up. All these are elevated, especially as you get closer and then eventually reach your peak in orgasm, okay? That's why ejaculation is so addictive because it is literally like a drug right? Drugs enhance your neurotransmitters. Unnaturally, ejaculation is a natural neurotransmitter um, amplifier. So every time you ejaculate, you're, you're going to constantly within the next day, you're going to crave that high again, that blast of chemicals. And the problem is the second after you come, those levels instantly crash. So you go from this, this super high to this crash, which is now below your normal state. Okay, so your normal state's in the middle, you get a super high and then you're crashing back down to below your normal state. And this in turn creates a vicious cycle of craving that ejaculation, getting that ejaculation and then crashing down. Literally, just like a drug addict. That's ex this is the exact vicious cycle of ejaculation. Okay, some guys might feel relaxed after your ejaculation. If you're young and you don't ejaculate all that much, or maybe you, you do one or two times a day, but you can get away with it because you're a high energy level guy, then it's not a big deal. 
But many guys, myself included, if I ejaculate too frequently, get uh, what's called post-orgasmic depression. Okay, if I ejaculate after a month of restraining, it's barely noticeable. But if I'm ejaculating every day or every, you know, once, twice, three times a day, if I even a week of three times a day, I'm going to be at maybe 60% of my energy levels now. I mean, massive, massive difference. So frequent ejaculation is the best way to destroy your mood and energy. I would guarantee you that. Okay. Not only that, ejaculation causes what's called the Coolidge effect, which you can look up. I've got a link to that in the article, which in layman's terms translates to getting bored of girls. Every player knows that the more girls you fuck, the faster you start to get bored of a new girl, sometimes only wanting to have sex with her once or twice at the most. Okay. Getting a lot of girls sounds cool. And for the first year or two, it is, it is pretty fun, but Casual sex, and you can ask any guy who has experience with women, gets boring really fast, okay? You might not believe me if you're not at, at that level yet, but I'm telling you, it gets bored really fast. And not to mention the ethics of, if you're at the point where you've had sex with enough girls and you're, and you're having sex with so many girls and you're so draining your energy so heavily and you only have an interest in a girl after one or two times, you know, just on an ethical level, it's it's not the best place to be either where you're just, you know, fucking a girl once, twice, and not calling her again. So I remember my wake-up call very clearly. I used to spend all day in corporate sales selling clients and then all night chasing girls, escaping the job that I hated during the day. I had tried you know, in, in between that, I would try businesses. The businesses wouldn't get off the ground. I didn't like being in sales. I didn't like doing what I was doing. So I would be making cold calls and selling and then be on the online dating apps and texting girls. And then at night, chasing down the girls because at that, from that period of 22 to 30, I, I didn't drink. I didn't, didn't smoke, didn't do drugs, didn't do anything. I was, so the sex and the sex addiction was my major release. And I would, that would be what I would look forward to at the end of the day. Hey, maybe I'm going to have a date with this girl. Maybe I'm going to get laid. And for a while, it was able to distract me from the fact that I didn't like what I was doing. But I remember leaving the girl's house at 2 a.m. on a weeknight, knowing I had to be up at 6 a.m., to sell all day and to be in a high energy state to communicate that to clients at a job that I hated and my cell phone battery died and there were no cabs waiting and it's minus 40 degree Canadian winter, which in Fahrenheit is insanely cold. I had to wait outside for a bus, um, which we called the Vomit Comet bus with a bunch of drunk, degenerate kids and homeless people and waiting for that for an hour ride bus long home. Bleary-eyed, exhausted, drained. I mean, I was seeing three or four girls a week at that time, not to mention masturbating. And all I wanted to do was just get back home in my bed. And I realized at that point that I needed to make a change. The entire life, none of, nothing that I was doing in my life was, was satisfying at that point. Not the job, and then the girls were 
instead of amplifying my life, it was draining me to the point of bleary-eyed exhaustion every day. So I knew I had to make a change. And I realized that part of the reason those businesses failed was because I was still wasting all my energy or wasting a lot of my energy chasing down girls. And it's part of why I tell you guys, yes, you can read my stuff on casual sex and, and there is a period of your life where, you know, that's, that can be a fun thing to do, but it's very important to be able to transition out of that once you see what it really is and to be able to use that energy and transmute it into your business, into the gym, into, um, getting your diet on point into creating positive mindsets, which I call the transmutation solution. Okay. It's the solution to the problem of frequent ejaculation, which drains your energy. The key to solving the problem is transmutation or what that means is redirecting your sexual energy. Okay. I'm not talking about suppressing it. I'm not talking about pretending like you don't desire women. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm talking about your sexual energy is your most vital energy, but it's also a lower level, lower vibration type of energy. And it's, I'm just using this as a metaphor. It's about being able to transmute that up into higher energy, into more loving relationships and into using that concentrated energy to succeed in business and the gym and all the other good things in life. Okay. And I'm telling you, you might not believe me. You might, you know, I, I might not have believed this if I was listening to it at 25, if non-ejaculation was a pill, it would be the most profitable pill on the planet. It would be the most profitable drug on the planet. And it would be the only drug that could be, um, presented without side effects. Okay. There are no side effects to not ejaculate. If you have an interest in greatness in building something beyond yourself in terms of raising your quality of life, transmuting, transmuting your sexual energy is essential, essential, essential. Okay. The automobile, the electric bulb, the refrigerator, the smartphone, and the very internet that I am communicating this video and audio to you on exist because one man transmuted his sexual energy. All those inventions existed because one man was able to transmute that energy and focus it into building something great that changed the way that we lived, that we live on a massive, massive scale. Okay. We would still be living in darkness if Thomas Edison had been staying up until 2 AM at night, chasing down sixes in the club. Okay. You would not be reading the articles that I write or the videos or any videos. Okay. Because there wasn't, people didn't have electric light bulbs in their house until 1925 or 1935. All right. They were still working with candlelight. Okay. If Thomas Edison had been running around doing what I did in my early twenties and what a lot of my friends are doing, and maybe what a lot of you guys are doing, we would be still living in dark. Okay. Just, that's just the result of one guy's transmutation. All right. Unfortunately, most guys can't get it together. Okay. I think if there's, if I could name the top five things holding guys back, I would put not being able to transmute their, their sexual energy is, is in there as the top five. Okay. If they're not chasing down girls when they're younger in the club, um, they are, you know, as they start to get to my age in the thirties or in their forties, they're hanging out in the basement while the girlfriend or the wife is upstairs jerking off to pixels on the screen 
and not being able to regenerate and recirculate any of that energy. And that a lot of that keeps them in mediocrity. Okay, between that and not having a great diet and not exercising, those three factors will keep the guy in a low energy state. And when you're in a low energy state, when you consistently live in a low energy state, your life is gonna be consistently mediocre. It, it is impossible to have any type of you know, major success if you're low energy, it, it, it really is. Napoleon Hill devotes an entire chapter to this in his excellent book, Think and Grow Rich, where he explains the phenomenon this way. The, this orgy of indulgence may account for the shortage of great leaders no man can avail himself of the forces of creative imagination while dissipating them, which is a much more eloquent way of explaining the same concept that I'm trying to explain to you. Here's an entire chapter on sexual transmutation, which I highly suggest you check out. Another article you might like is uh, by Victor Pride of Bold and Determined, where he had come to the same conclusion as I had around the same age, independently, and that is the article of the same name, How to Transmute Your Sexual Energy. If that's not enough motivation for you, think of it pr from the perspective of a player. Okay, so we're talking about business and feeling better and mood and energy and all that, but think of it from a perspective of you as a guy who wants to be able to create happy, healthy relationships with women. Okay, if you can't control your dick, some girl is always going to be controlling you with it. She's going to be dragging you around by your dick, all right? Even if it's not the girl you're with, it's, it's gonna be the next girl that you're trying to get. So when I was in my active stage of being a player and I didn't have a girlfriend, I thought, well, you know, none of these girls are um, controlling me. And maybe the girl that I was seeing wasn't controlling me, but the next one was because I was spending all my time trying to chase down the next one, okay? And there are so many cases of guys where they get involved in bad relationships because the girl's hot or because, you know, she is very good in bed and, and she's able to leverage that um, over f emotional control with you, okay? I'm not saying that all women do this, but I'm saying there are some women who do this. And I mean, it even goes down to something simple as you're able to dictate the terms of a date. When I was younger, I would never end a date if I thought that I had a possibility of getting laid. I would sit there with a girl who, you know, perhaps wasn't being too polite and just on the off chance that I might get laid because I was thinking with the small head instead of the big head, okay? Where at the point when you actually have control over your dick, you can politely cut the date off and say that this is not working. You can cut off a bad relationship because you're able to either transmute your sexual energy or you're able to go without sex. You are a, you know, you can control not chasing down girls at the club every night or not, not chasing them down um, every weekend, running around doing day game. Okay, there's nothing wrong with doing that stuff in moderation. And there's nothing wrong with having a player phase. But, you know, if you do want to get to the higher levels, it, it is important to be able to control that sexual energy. Okay, I realize that I'm the guy who wrote the book, How to Get Laid on Tinder. But that is still an option. But you don't have to do it to the extent that maybe you did when you were 23 or 24 and you're just learning the game. Okay, it's all about leveling up is what I'm trying to say. So let me tell you what you'll notice when you start to get control over your ejaculation, okay? Within a week of 
no ejaculation, you're going to notice at least a 10% boost in energy and mood. I'll stand by that. A week of not touching your dick, you'll notice a 10% boost of energy and mood in your daily life. After two months, that's going to go up to 25%. After eight months, which is my record for no PMO, uh, also known as no porn, masturbation, orgasm, um, or no fap, I was still having sex, but I was having the tantric Caretta-style bonding sex where I wouldn't come at the end. And eight months was my personal best, and the impact was absolutely massive. Okay, It was the most high-energy, high-mood, high-productive period of my last 15 years, which is really saying something because I think I was around 32, I think it was about three years ago, and I had more energy than when I was 21 which is really, really saying something. So what you'll notice after something like eight months of no PMO, tons of energy, mood through the roof, Cyclops style laser beam eye contact. I mean, I would just naturally shake everyone's hand and just stare right through their eyes because I had so much energy emanating from me. Stable, calm emotions. Um, I felt like I was able to attract more attention just by walking in a room because my energy... My energy levels were so high. Um, much deeper ability to bond with a girl during sex. The best sex of my life was during that period where I would have non-ejaculatory, really love-centered bonding sex. You know, and you're able to, when you go slow, you're able to, to go for, you know, two hours at a time, take a break, go back, do it again for another hour. As long as you're going slow and not going too fast and risking ejaculation, you have so much sexual energy that you're just able to do that. And I, I would just generate these incredibly blissful states with the girl that I was seeing at the time. After sex, there would be no dopamine crash or Coolidge effect. So the girl that I cared about, instead of ejaculating and want her, wanting her to go home so I could go to sleep, I would have sex and feel as strong or stronger than that and could cuddle with her and um, not lose any of the good feelings that I had with her after sex. Massive increase in focus in both my business and personal goals. I was doing sales full-time and RLD full-time, you know, eight hours, nine hours a day of hardcore corporate sales. Before that, I would work out. And then after that, I would do RLD until I fell asleep working on it in my bed every night. Up at six, in bed by 12, working nonstop. Nonstop sales, get home, RLD. Way better workouts. I was beating my personal best consistently because again, energy levels, concentration levels. And um, I noticed a real pride in having control over uh, my dick when I would see, you know, when you see all these guys running around and, and, and getting themselves involved in bad relationships and all these things, it gives you a sense of pride. Like, you know what, I've, I've mastered that level. I've, I've, I've beaten that particular level in the game of life. Okay. Speaking of levels, I want to get to you what the levels of ejaculation are. Okay. So a lot of what I'm saying is like, all right, I get it. eight months of no PMO sounds pretty hardcore. And to me, it still is. I haven't been able to duplicate that again. Okay, there are levels to it, and at any given time, I'm varying above the, the middle to the top. Okay, so the, the lower three levels, I'm, I'm, 
I've, I've got handled, but I'll still vary between the middle levels all the way to the top with my record being eight months of, of no poor masturbation orgasm. So level number one is indiscriminate ejaculation. That's just jerking off three times a day and, and ejaculating. Level two is awareness. That ejaculation drains your energy. So if you only take away one thing from this video, you can take away this. The fact that when you go through your reference points and you start becoming aware, you'll realize that energy, that if you care about your mood and your energy, ejaculation drains that. If you can only take that point away, then I've done my job in this video. Level three, ejaculating twice per week. Level four, ejaculating once per week. Uh, level five, ejaculating once per month. Level six, not ejaculating at all. Level seven is not ejaculating and recirculating your energy into uh, Karetsa tantric style bonding sex with a woman that you care about. Again, you can watch my video on how to do that. And level eight is using that, ener that extra energy to succeed in the gym and in your mission. And I'm not just talking about normal, using it in a normal way, I'm talking about like, using that to create something great. Okay. I think, I think, you know, you might not think so. I think my business that I'm talking to you now, I think it's great. I think, you know, it's, it's my mission. I would not have been able to create this if I hadn't learned how to harness my sexual energy. That's a fact. That's a fact. So I think that's the highest level is using your sexual energy, all that vital essence to create something great that you can share with the world. I mean, the light bulb, the internet. Steve Jobs wasn't running around, you know, at the club hounding down girls, right? He was working 18 hours a day, I'm sure, creating the smartphone that we all get to enjoy and that I'm talking to you on right now, all right? So we're talking about the levels, but here's, here's how you got to look at it. It's all about baby steps. It's all about instead of perfection, let's just do better. Let's just do better than we were doing before. Okay, so aim to do the best you can, aim to get just to the next level, okay? If you're indiscriminately ejaculating, just allow for the possibility that what I'm saying is that ejaculation drains your energy. If you allow for that, then just try and get that ejaculation down to twice per week. Then when you stabilize at that plateau, you move on to the next the next plateau when you're when you're ready and comfortable to do it, okay? You're all, you also get a lot of benefit from checking out the NoFap uh, communities. You can find a lot of them on Reddit. You can check out the NoPMO communities. If you're struggling with porn addiction, you can check out the website yourbrainonporn.com, although I'm going to cover porn in part two and give you some strategies for that. And there's a lot of tactics and encouragement and a lot of um, methods out there for to be able to help you. We're also going to get into some of my methods in part two. The one thing that you might watch out for is in your first week or two, you might have blue balls or you might have really distracting sexual thoughts. But, and you think, man, I'm not going to be able to do this. The funny thing is those actually get better over time. You start to realize, hey, I'm not, a, I wasn't really addicted to sex. I'm addicted to the dopamine rush of ejaculation just like a drug addict 
And when I withdraw that drug, it actually, the cravings actually decrease. So instead of saying, oh my God, this first week is so hard, how am I ever going to do that? Think about, think about it like this. The first week is the hardest part. It consistently gets better after that. Okay. Don't get me wrong. After a month in, it definitely gets better. You'll still have moments of like, you'll have, you know, you'll just be sitting calmly and then you'll have like an insane sexual craving. But after like 45 seconds or whatever, and you know, if you go into the gym or doing some push-ups, it goes away. Okay. So keep that in mind that there, it, it does get massively easier as time goes on. And you also feel way calmer. You, you actually don't have the same level of, you know, these intrusive, consistent, gnawing, recurring sexual thoughts when you're able to control it. It, 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 those actually decrease and the, it's like a habit, right? The more you consistently transmute that energy, the more your thoughts move away from that to, um, focusing on creating a better lifestyle. Okay. Now, again, whenever I'm doing no PMO, pure no PMO, I am still having sex. So that does negate a lot of the, um, negative, you know, sexual thoughts that you might have because you are able to recirculate that energy. And that's exactly what we're going to get into in part two of this video. So definitely stay tuned for that. And as always, check out the article on revolutionarylifestyledesign.com because this is pretty in depth. I'm going to have all the, everything you need um, for your reference points, as well as links to additional resources that will help. And uh, thank you so much for watching. Wish you all the best in your personal development journey.